Next on a special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation, hello Arizona! Here for a day in May, back in September. Turn the heat up for the Fan Fest. But not literally out here, it's hot enough. Head coach Kalani Sitake, linebacker Butch Poe, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, and many more for the next couple of hours. It's a Cinco de Mayo party in Mesa, and you are all invited. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the BYU Fan Fest in Mesa, Arizona, here's your host, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play, typically in Studio B. We are in Studio AZ today in the city of Mesa, presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Saturday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, baby, and we are partying with thousands of our best friends here at Pioneer Park in Mesa, Arizona. The temple is this direction. Uh, this, this park is named after Pioneers, obviously. This is a BYU town. It really is. I know there's some Arizona and some Arizona State fans in this city, but this is a BYU town, man, the home of John Beck. Max Hall, Lee Kamar, Chelsea Goodman, Peyton Dastrup, and many, many others. It's great to be here. Did you leave a notable Baltimore Ravens tight end off that list? He's not from here. He's from <laughs> Moorpark, California. <laughs> I know. And does he have to be on the show? But where is he right now? That's the question. Yeah, his wife's <laughs> from here. <laughs> that is Jerem Jordan, a man who can extract water from a cactus in under 10 seconds. I am Spencer Linton. Say about that. And, uh, yeah, we, we're ready to roll. The Fan Fest, uh, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. If you are for a like BYU an hour. Fan, Thanks for hanging with us. If you are a BYU fan, this is the, and you're anywhere near Pioneer Park in Mesa, get down here. This is the place to be. Jason Shepard's going to give you a quick walk around right now as we throw it out to the third member of our team. He doesn't just do baseball. He does BYU Sports Station. Jason, what do they have for us, for us at, uh, at the Fan Fest? They've got just about anything and everything you would want if you're a BYU fan. It just, just right here, we've got so, some drills. If you would like to practice like the BYU football team, you can, uh, you can do some drills. But the, the really cool part about these Fan Fests is the opportunity for BYU fans to be able to mingle, be able to get pictures, autographs, from all of the different sports. So first off, we've got BYU women's basketball. We've got BYU women's volleyball. If you follow me around, kind of in a big circle here at Pioneer Park, we've got the BYU football team over here. And if, if you're curious if Molangi is here, he is here. And uh, we, I'll actually be talking with him in, in just a few minutes. He actually served his mission right here in Mesa. So you've got a lot of the football team here, as you can see, the line very long. You've got gymnastics. You've got soccer. Everybody is here, and it's an opportunity for fans to be able to come up and get their pictures, to get the autographs, and be able to make some memories, which is really what all this is about. Obviously, you've got the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, is here. Uh, We've got bounce houses, which I'm not quite sure if there's like a size or an age limit, because that looks pretty fun. I don't know if they would let me in on that, but I'm going to try and see if that's possible. Also got the BYU creamery here. There are so many awesome things here. And this is just getting started. We'll get back to you guys on the set. All right. Keep Jason off the bounce house, okay? If no bounce house for Jason Shepard. He'll be that awkward older guy in the bounce house. You know what I'm saying? Packed crowd, <laughs> several booths with games and shopping, autographs. Jason has great food all and, from the park. And listen, we are two hours away from the site of game yes. one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. In Tucson. Uh, speaking of, Jerem, are we, are we going to go there? Are we doing this? We're in Arizona. 
should should we do should we do the countdown? Should should we do it? Yeah, we should absolutely do the countdown. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. We couldn't hear it till 119. 119 days away. But I'm excited that we are in Arizona for a game against Arizona. Question, can we just stay until September 1st? Could we do that? Is that an option? You want to stay through the summer? You want to do that? You're right. Let's go back home. It's going to be like 30 degrees cooler for us. But these people are going to be there, man. They're going to be there. Oh, huge shout right, out go to get Mo. Uh, BYU alumni, the chapter in Arizona, the city of Mesa, BYU Athletics, BYU Broadcasting, and all of you across BYU Sports Nation, this is a fantastic day. Yeah, we've got some uh, great guests lined up. An A-list guest lineup, beginning with a BYU alumna and the mayor of Mesa. His name is John Giles. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Welcome to the home of the BYU Cougars. Yes. This this is as BYU a town as you're going to find anywhere on the planet, so we're excited that you're here. Absolutely. Two years ago, there was a fan fest here as well. Huge turnout. Today is another amazing turnout in Mesa. Yes, and you know what? We could do this every weekend in Mesa. Like, I'm not kidding. Uh, These, uh, this is as loyal a BYU crowd as you're going to find anywhere in the country. Uh, Mesa, as you know, has got a a significant uh, population of LDS folks. And so for generations, I think anybody who's gone to BYU had a roommate or a girlfriend or a cousin or somebody from Mesa, Arizona. So It's that in Orem. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. So, yeah, we're, this is, I wish we could do this every year. I wish, frankly, we need to get back to When I grew up here, we had the BYU has been the whack, and we used to have the annual BYU uh, ASU game, and we would fill that stadium religiously, no pun intended. We could still do that. So some, someone in the, uh, the scheduling department needs to come back to, Pro, back to Tucson. Well, now it's do. every other year, I guess, because yeah. 2016, University of Phoenix Stadium, Kalani Satake's first game, yeah. huge turnout. That's a win for BYU. 2018 season opener, 2020. Uh, Arizona State in the BYU at Arizona State in Tempe. Yeah, that so, was a great game. I so was there. Is every other year good enough? That's pretty that, good, right? That's not bad. But what I'm saying is, if, if BYU <laughs> wants to make some money and they want to have a, a fun game, this is the you know, they, they need to come back to Arizona. CC Tom Homo. There you yes, go. pack the stadium in Tucson in 119 days. That's the plan for the city of Mesa and the rest of BYU alumni. We'll be there. All right, no question. John Giles, the mayor of Mesa, Arizona, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What goes into hosting an event like this just from a pure planning process? When does it begin? How do you do this? You know, I I love where we're sitting right now. It's it's Pioneer Park, as you mentioned, which is named after this great legacy we have of of Mormon pioneers coming and and starting Mesa, Arizona. This is uh, this is kind of our central park. It's the you know a couple of square blocks, and and uh, like a lot of old parks, it it kind of fell into a a little bit of a decline a few years ago. So if you'd come here a year ago, there was a chain link fence up around here because we've been working on this park for nearly a year. We spent nine million dollars. It's now an amazing park, and so. Frankly, every uh, weekend, every almost night of the year, it's full of kids. It's full of families that are having a great time. So I'm, I'm excited that we can show this park off to BYU Sports Nation, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to host you guys. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. We have uh, BYU, Mesa Parks and, and police, and everybody's been involved in, in rolling out the red carpet. It's fun to be here because the temple's right there, renovated park, all these fans. This is also... Kind of a, a second home of uh, a bunch of BYU athletes, oh, and I mentioned some of them, but right. it's fun to have those people represent this area at BYU, and even currently, like, a guy like Peyton Dastrup. Yes, Peyton Dastrup, Peyton Sorensen on your swim team. That's right. You know, we've, we've got, uh, 
And it, uh, it's not just the basketball and the football teams. All of your other sports teams, you're going to find you know, Mesa, Arizona, on the roster of nearly every team that you've got. Uh, and we're very proud of that. And as I walked around and saw the, the gymnasts and you know, the other teams, it, it's not just the, uh, the football and basketball team. Other than being here at the BYU Fan Fest on Cinco de Mayo, what's the best way to celebrate the holiday in Mesa? Uh, you know, for those of us of the LDS faith, Cinco de Mayo is not necessarily <laughs> the, the, the most red-letter day on the calendar. Chips and salsa is what we were going for, John. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the Again, home. chimichanga. Yeah, it, thank you for pronouncing it that way. Uh, Mesa, Arizona <laughs> is the home. I, I spent four torturous years in Provo looking for a decent Mexican restaurant. Uh, and so f- we would love to uh, be uh, take you out for some real Mexican food, what, show you what chips and salsa are supposed to take, taste like. Uh, so ho- hopefully we can do that later. We welcome that. Idea. Absolutely yeah. we do. The mayor of Mesa, Arizona, John Giles, with us on BYU Sports Nation to help us kick off this uh, BYU Sports Nation special on a Saturday from the Fan Fest. Thank you for your time, and thanks for having us in Mesa. We're excited you're here. Rise and shout. Rise and shout. That's exactly right. The mayor has spoken. Can we get like a key to the city or something? <laughs> we have to come again. We got to earn it today. We got to earn it. Thanks, John. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you, you so bet. much. And hey, coming up on BYU Sports Nation live from Mesa, I'm I've been asked to tease a certain tight end that used to play at BYU. You're really not going to do it. No. Unbelievable. Also, senior linebacker Butch Poe. <laughs> what is it like to watch one of his closest friends, Fred Warner, realize his NFL dream and why he feels this football season will be very different than last year? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to Game 3 of BYU Baseball at St. Mary's today. Coming up at 4 Eastern, that's at the top of the hour. Live video stream also on the W.TV. The Cougars have lost 8 of the last 10, but guess what? They can snap out of it today in Game 3 against St. Mary's on the road. Yes, baseball picked up at the top of the hour on BYU Radio. We will be finishing things up at the Fan Fest on BYU TV. It's a busy Saturday. Hey, let's go, man. It's a Everybody's busy working for the weekend. We welcome you back to our BYU Sports Nation simulcast. The conversation always rolling on social media, hashtag BYUSN, whether you join us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Jason Shepard is out and about. He's a man who is not afraid to work in triple-digit heat. Jason, who did you track down in the heat? I I have got Mo Longy. Now, it's funny because we actually talked to the real mayor of Mesa just in the last segment, but you're basically like the honorary mayor of Mesa, Arizona. You're back here. Everybody loves Molangi, and you served your mission here. How exciting is it to be back? Oh, it's great to be back. Oh, this is the second time I've been back since the mission, and it's awesome. It's just fun seeing uh, people from the mission being over here. So you've been to a couple of these fan fests. You see what BYU fans are like. They will show up to support the program. How amazed are you at the turnout in 100-plus degree heat? Uh, it was a great turnout. There's a lot of people, even with the heat, they're showing up. So this shows you how um, great fans the people in Arizona are, and this is how they was when I was here on the mission. So now there is a there's a water feature actually behind us over here. Yeah. At what point do you think you and maybe your teammates will be running through that water today? Right after we're done with signing these, we're probably going to be there, cool off. <laughs> and, yeah. So now that spring football is over, fall camp is not that far away, what are you most excited about in terms of your potential for this upcoming season? I'm just excited to um, 
see where I can help out with the team. And the biggest thing is I'm trying to like, go down and wait. Got about 40 more pounds to lose, and then we'll see from there. All right, well, congratulations. We'll get you back to the, uh, to the autographs. I know a lot of people want your signature. Uh, we'll let you get back in the shade as well. Thanks, Mo. Sounds good. Thank you, and shout out to the people here in Phoenix, to the Arizona Phoenix Mission. Uh, thank you for all you've done. I loved it, and I'll be back in June to come visit you guys. So, go Cougars. There we go, Mo Longy. Guys, back to you. All right, the man, the myth, Mo Longy. He'll lose 10 pounds today, man. He'll be a fourth of the way through that. <laughs> He's I already lost a significant amount of weight. So yeah. let's say that. Like, he's worked really hard. Absolutely. And this is, yeah, this is where he served his mission. So it's been like a year and three months. So some of the missionaries that were here, actually here helping set up, which is awesome, he may have known them. I should make mention that his uniform, as he's wearing it today, is not NCAA compliant. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made some rules. Sorry, Mo. You're going to have to have Mo jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on the set here at uh, Pioneer Park in Mesa, Arizona, is Butch Pau. What's who's up, Butch? Who's now a senior linebacker. Is that weird, man? Yeah. 2015 is when I got home from the mission. We started the season with Bronco, and now we're here with Coach Itake as a senior. It's kind of weird. This isn't your first fan fest. You've been to several of these. Uh, how does this one compare to the other ones you've been to? Um, this one reminds me of California of last year. Um, Corona? Yes. Uh, we were there with you. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. We had uh, another interview out there, and it was just, you see this amount of fans out in California. You see the same amount here in Arizona. I mean, 2016, when we played Arizona, we had more fans than, than they did. So I was kind of expecting the same thing when it came to the Fan Fest. It's a good sign for September 1st, yes, right? Yes, it is. When you play the yeah, Wildcats. We're excited. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah, does it bother you to know that you're opening the, the season on the road, but when you're in Arizona, does it feel like you're opening it on the no, road? No, not at all. We know that our fans are right there. We have probably 10,000 more fans than they do. And so we'll be hearing a lot of screaming on our end. Not on theirs. Good, good screaming, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not all screaming's great, but this is good screaming. Um, you were in Harlem last week. Yeah. Hanging out. Tell us about that experience, you, you domestic traveler. <laughs> it was a really humbling experience. You, you kind of you live in Provo for, for four years, and so you go to a place like Harlem and you go to a place like Brooklyn, and you see that kids are traveling 45 minutes to an hour just to get to school. And they have to take the subway by themselves most of the time because their parents are working. And so we, we were able to talk to them and, and tell them that you guys can have a life for yourselves. The only thing that you have to do is make sure that you set a goal for a dream that you may have and then go and do anything that you can to achieve that dream because dreams do come true. What, what does an experience like that do for you to shape you as a player, especially when you're leading into your senior year? Yeah, no, it, it definitely reminds you of getting back to the basics because I remember – I kind of had a tough childhood growing up as well. And so I had a, I talked with my parents as soon as I got home and said, thank you. Like, I totally forgot that that kind of area is where I came from. And it's because of all the effort that you guys put in that I'm now here with my brother at BYU. And so we have that wonderful opportunity. So now I'm excited even and even more motivated to get to work and to be able to play and hopefully play well for the team. How is Neil? He scored the first touchdown of the season last year, yeah. and uh, we didn't hear from him as much during the season, but mm -hmm. uh, still a capable wide receiver. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's doing really well. During uh, spring ball, the uh, quarterbacks were looking at him a lot, so that's good to see. It's good to see that he's not dropping any balls, and if he does, he's got 60,000 cousins on the team and then outside of school that are <laughs> go, always going to get on his case. So he's making sure that he's just stays in shape, gets faster, and makes sure that he can catch every ball thrown to him. 
Did you ever light him up in practice? Because you're on defense, he's on offense. I did, and I got taken out right away. <laughs> I had great. fun with it, though. Yeah, I had fun with it. <laughs> it was worth it. It, it was calculated. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> uh, the overwhelming optimism for BYU athletics is apparent here just from this turnout. Everybody is hoping for BYU to return to what it once was, and it, I know it was only what they hope a year hiatus. Why do you feel like this season is going to be so different than last? I think – just the mentality that you see from both sides of the ball this year is, is something different. You see that we actually saw it uh, so a couple of days ago. They made us do 600 up-downs, and that was a punishment because we weren't taking care of our stuff in the locker room and in the classroom. And so 600 up-downs is kind of a lot of up-downs. In a single practice? Uh, it was training. It was Ooh. instead of lifting, we, we did up-downs and we did plate pushes, and that was a punishment. But 600? 600, yeah. What? Yeah, it was needed. It was needed for us. We got to make sure that we stay on top of not only football, but just everything outside of football as well. But what you saw was you saw two different mentalities. You saw the mentality of the defense that when it kind of got hard, you saw the guys come together. And when you saw the offense kind of struggle a bit, you saw them rely on each other. But what they instead of having everyone kind of turn to each other, they held each other accountable. And so everyone was just making sure, okay, I can't let my boys down. And so that's something that you see this year that's kind of maybe different from last year. And so that all comes from, from at the end of the season, Coach Kalani coming up and saying we had a bad year. And I apologize, and we're going to make some adjustments. And so some of those adjustments came to coaches, and the, the mentality of those coaches are transferring over to the players, and those players are just flying with it right now. Fred Warner was drafted in the third round by the 49ers. Yep. What did you think of your boyfriend? We were excited. We were, I mean, we were, watching the, we were watching the NFL draft, and we were, of course, watching his Snapchat, too, just to see how he would react at home. So we're excited to see him. I'm, I'm positive, pretty positive, that Fred will get that starting spot and will have a big role for the Niners just because they're, in my opinion, there was no other linebacker in the NFL that was as mobile, as agile, as smart of a player as Fred Warner. In the draft, okay, so you feel like he stands alone. Yes, sir. You feel like he's good enough right now to start for that's, an NFL franchise. That's that's my belief. Wow. Butch Powell with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're at the Arizona Fan Fest. I want to go back to the schedule, and we talked about opening the season at Arizona. Yep. Then things continue to get more difficult for BYU. You've got games uh, against Wisconsin uh, and the likes of Washington also in that rundown. What is it like to try and traverse through that tough schedule? Because this is not new to you. You've done no. this. What's the toughest part about playing an early season tough schedule? Is to see how we react to everything. I mean, the the first season in 2016 when we had Arizona and then we had Utah and then we had West Virginia. I mean, we went one and three. And the way that we reacted to it afterwards is, is what Coach Kalani wanted. And so this year what we're hoping for is to be able to have a strong mentality going through that first game and then going through those first couple games because we have, like you said, it opens up with Arizona and then you have Cal or Wisconsin the third game and then Washington is fourth or fifth. And so what we have to do is make sure that we stay on top of our game through those games so that we're not one in three and then trying to fight for a bowl game at the end of the year. We want to go undefeated through those first couple of games. We know they're going to be tough, but we feel like we can do it. Give us an idea of how the other linebacking spots are shaping up besides yours. So we have a converted linebacker now who is, was a safety last year, Zane Anderson. Him and Morgan Unga are taking Fred's spot. Um, they'll be battling it out in the fall, but those guys both, both move very fluidly. Both are really fast. At the bow position, we have Sione Takitaki, uh, Isaiah Kafusi, and Adam Pulsifer, who are the guys right now. Um, 
And who's with you? And then with me, it was myself, Kuje Tapusoa, okay, and Jeremiah Yerman, and then Christian Falau. And, and, and Christian I, had a great spring. Christian had a great spring. And so what the coaches were trying to focus on in spring was making sure that the younger guys understood their roles, understood their jobs, understood their assignments. And that's because, I mean, anything happens. I missed, I've missed two or three games the past two years for because of injury. And so whenever these guys are needed and are called upon, they have to be ready. So I'm sure that they'll be ready this season. There's a lot of conversation about, ah, the offense needs to be better, and obviously it does. Is the defense much different this year from last year? Yeah. Yeah. How's that? In the regards that we now, everyone knows everyone's assignment. And I think that kind of helps. I mean, we know where the safeties are going to be at. We know what kind of calls they're going to make. We know what what adjustments the defensive line you're going to make on the fly. And that allows us as linebackers to, to kind of take advantage of if the safeties are going to play here, I don't need to move as far over to the right or to the left. I can just drop straight back and kind of help cover what's in front of me just so that defensive line can take care of their job and then I can also help out with the safeties. And so having an understanding of the whole defense as a whole is, is helping our defense. Growing pains are never fun, no. but – they can be beneficial, and the more and more I talk to you and your teammates, it kind of feels like last year served as that unwanted yet perhaps necessary growing situation. Yeah, the coaches continue to bring that up, and so do the defensive guys. We feel like because of 4-9, and a lot of that rested on our shoulders too. I mean, Wisconsin scored 40-plus points, and we feel like we can hold teams to, to maybe under 20. I mean, we held Utah to under 20, and that was good for us, but not good enough because we still lost, and so... We still have a ways to go, but we'll get there. Who's the most popular autograph over there? Uh, Mo Longy, for Mo sure. Mo Longy, because it's home for him. <laughs> Elder Longy. Elder Longy. Elder. And then yeah. Corbin. Corbin. Corbin Kafusi. Corbin is always a fan favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just want to point out that a, a few years ago, Butch was the guy off the radar, but then everybody was talking about him after the season. That's right. Who's, who's that guy this year, Butch? That's a good question. I don't know. You guys will have to find out, just like us. All right. We're excited, we're excited to find out. Butch, thanks for taking the time with us, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks, Butch. Good luck in the heat with the rest of the autographs. No, thank you. And competing with Mo for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to compete with Mo. Coming up, BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes joins us. Are the Cougars closer to naming a starting quarterback? You're still not going to tease the guy that we're talking to next? Nah. Okay, well, I'll do it then. The guy who wants to be my next co-host. Wants. Dennis Pitta. Don't tell Jerem or do. Be a sizable salary <laughs> downgrade for him. Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation next. <laughs> Does he have to? Like, we, we have to. Okay. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand Anytime, anywhere, great to have you with us on Cinco de Mayo in Mesa, Arizona. I kind of want some chips and salsa now. I don't want to wait, you know. Actually, I want ice cream. That would be awesome. Well, can you just be patient for once in your life? I'm patient all the time. I work with you. (laughs) (laughs) Countdown to kickoff. True. Behind the scenes. I'll give you that one. And every day on this show. I'll give you that one, man. I'm so patient with you, except when I'm not, and then it's obvious. (laughs) I can't hide my emotions. But my and, And my emotion is... Excitement because this is awesome. Like we've been to several of these fan fests. These are fantastic displays of the power of the brand in another state, in a city that's just chock full of history with BYU. It's awesome to be. Jason Shepard, 
has the power with the people in the midst of them right now. And uh, if working and talking with Mo Longy weren't enough of a height and size discrepancy compared to Jason, yeah. let's just do it again with Sarah Hampson, who uh, is a little bit taller she's, than she's Jason. Tall. Yeah. Shep, take it away, man. Yeah, I'm picking athletes that make me seem as short as possible to do these interviews. Uh, first off, you know, I would say, you know, you and I probably are, are matching with our SPF today. I'm at an SPF 50. What's your SPF today? Uh, staying in the shade exclusively until oh. you pulled me out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did pull her out of the shade. Now, you certainly, the, the Hampson family is no stranger to BYU athletics. You guys know the power of BYU fans. When you look around and see a crowd like this, what do you think? I just am amazed at how awesome and people are and how supportive they And they just come out from all over. Like, people come from hours away to just say hi. It's awesome. So now you are the reigning West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Defensive Player of the Year. What, what did that mean to you? And, and what do, do those type of accolades do for you as a player? Um, that was just really awesome that I could be honored with that award. It just shows credit to my team on how great they are at helping like, funnel the defense into me and stuff. And it's just... I'm trying to break records here. I'll do my sister. We'll see. I don't know. She's amazing. Well, I mean, you're obviously a two-sports star. You play basketball. You play volleyball. I mean, there's, this is a, it's a very busy fall for you. When you get to fall, how crazy do things get for you? Oh, I have to schedule every minute of my day. I have to schedule out, like, eating time and sleeping time and study time. And if something takes longer than I plan, then life falls apart a little. All right, Sarah, we'll let you get back into the shade and back to the peeps. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Guys, hey, thank you, Jason, and thank you to Sarah Hampson. Sarah Hampson, she's one of the most underrated athletes at BYU. We had, we had some shakes dropped off to us while yeah. uh, Jason was doing that uh, thank interview you. with Sarah. I don't know why our next guest got one. I know why he got one, because he's a capable television and he, radio personality, well, Jerem. Yeah, he's pretty good. He was a great player. His he's name is figuring, Dennis Pitta. He's figuring out the broadcast part. Hailing from Moorpark, California, but uh, Arizona you is a second now, home right? of sorts for him. We live in Arizona right now. Yeah, You're yeah. Yes, you do. We're just up the road. You guys enjoying the weather? It's a little hot today. <laughs> it is a little warm. We are in the shade, so we're good. That's what, that's what you should expect when now. you come to Arizona, though, a little heat. Oh, yeah. Today, we're supposed to break uh, triple digits today. First time this uh, this year. So You playing golf after this? Came out a good day. No, nah, it's too hot for golf today. <laughs> I am going to the Arizona high school state meet later today. Oh, you are? Okay. I'm a, I'm a big track guy. You the, are? The high jump? Really? Do, do no, tell. not a high jumper. I was a hurdler <laughs> back in my day. Wait a second. In high school? Yeah. 110s, 300s. How, how did this 300s? not translate to BYU, Dennis? Well, I... You it know, did. I don't know if I could have ran hurdles at BYU. I maybe could have. No, I... You I hurdled some defenders. Well, not really. <laughs> that was Chad. I just let him take my legs out. Yeah, other other tight ends. What do you think of this turnout? It's awesome. This is my first BYU Fan Fest. You know, you guys have been doing this for, what, a couple years now? Sure. Yeah. You never did it when I was playing. All of a sudden, all these cool well, events and everything. Well, like the mountain fun. was a mild inhibitor. Yeah, the mountain. Yeah. The mountain, that hurt us. <laughs> uh, this is really cool. I mean... You know, we're just we're about 20 minutes from here. We we live. We had a baseball game this morning. My little boy had a his final uh, t-ball game. How would he do? And uh, he did good. What's coach pitch? Oh, coach pitch, next level t-ball. Yeah, and so if if you strike out five consecutive times, they put a t down. But he's doing pretty good. He he rarely gets to the t. He's he's actually a pretty good little hitter. So are you the pitcher? No, 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 no. I'm not the pitcher. Actually, funny story is the pitcher's terrible on our team. 
And he's not here, so I can say that. He's not going to watch this either. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what his name is, but he, just, he is awful. <laughs> and so I almost broke your stage yeah. here. And so uh, it, I just sit there and just criticize the pitching the whole, guy, the whole time. That's what, but I don't want to do it myself. That's what we do here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it myself. But I'm very critical. Yeah. Real talk with Dennis Pitta. You're well on your way to being, becoming an even better broadcaster. Guys, I have not eaten dessert in like two weeks. Why? So this is in front of me is very enticing. Well, I, I was in a really bad stretch. I was eating. Have you ever heard of Humboldt ice cream? Yes. At it's Costco? Deli- it's delicious. It's my curse. And so I was, I was in a real rut for a while, so I gave it up. But now this in front of me, I feel like I have to eat it, and I probably will. <laughs> Off camera or something. Are you retired? What's the deal with you as a player? You haven't said, like, I'm hey, not, I'm done. Yeah, I'm not officially retired. I yeah. like to keep my status open just in case. Uh, Is that why you're not eating the ice cream? No, it has nothing shit? to do with it. Okay. I, I probably, I'm, not, I'm not even big enough to play tight end anymore. I'm probably 15, 20 pounds lighter than I was when I played. So, What do you, what do you weigh, then? I'm about 230. I was usually 245, 250 when yeah. I played. So, And that's where the Humboldt ice cream helps out. Well, the Humboldt, <laughs> the Humboldt got me a little higher than I wanted to be. <laughs> but the last two weeks have kind of scaled it back down, so it's been okay. In you, the meantime, you have several other professional options, I'm sure. So what, what's your next professional venture uh, if and when you decide to stop with football? Well, this is one of them. I mean, this is, is really it my... Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> This is, you know, my one goal in life is to, to be sitting where Jerem's currently sitting. <laughs> I don't want to be the random guy on the left side of the, yeah. of the table here. That's, but that's, Don't make fun of Jason that way. That's mean. Well, Jason does a great job. I, I respect Jason. Jason's There's awesome. other people in this group really? that I don't, I don't <laughs> respect as much. I would. Do we have to go to break yet? No? Now, in all seriousness, you worked on the radio side with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and calling NFL games. What, what was that like, and has it sparked your interest to want to do that more? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, when I got injured last offseason, um, you know, it happened so fast. I knew I wasn't really going to be able to continue my football career, and so the Ravens uh, asked me if I wanted to do some games, and, and I had really hadn't thought about, you know, going down that road before and doing broadcasting or whatever it may be, but I thought it was a good opportunity and something, you know, I could kind of get my feet wet in and, and see if I liked it. So I did it. I did four games last year and, and, and really enjoyed it. And um, they asked me to come back and do a little bit more. So uh, I'll, I'll do half the season this year. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, it, it is. I think I mentioned to you guys before. It is more difficult than people think. And yes. I, I know you guys have to call a lot of games. And so my, my respect for you guys goes up a little bit. But not not a whole lot. <laughs> it's still pretty low overall. Yeah. Dennis Pitt always oh, keeping good. it 100, keeping it yeah. real. Keeping it real, whether that real is true or not. Uh, <laughs> kind of cool is on the Ravens now. He just joined the Ravens. I, I just heard Kabusi, that. Robertson, Daniels, the three Cougars. Well, Robertson just got released. Oh, what? Yeah, keep Breaking it, news from keep Dennis Pitt. Yeah, I know. Well, that was a couple days ago. Jerem's a little late on his uh, Ravens. Well, news. our entire crew is. Apparently. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, he just got released. I think we signed like 15 undrafted free agents, so they had to make some room in the roster for those guys. But um, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, Kai and Bronson, and uh, you know, we, we've always had kind of a good BYU pipeline or contingency within the Ravens. Uh, John Beck used to be there. DeAndre Wesley was in there. DeAndre Wesley was there for a long time, and I think he's in Buffalo now or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, so we've always had at least you know one or two BYU guys on the roster at one point, but. Uh, you know, Kai, I think, is a good pickup. I, I, he played a, a pretty good amount for the he's Browns a, he's last played season, played in all right? 16 games, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think he's a really good player and somebody who just kind of needs to find his role on a team. And, you know, the Ravens' defense will give him every opportunity. You know, there's a couple 
uh, stud safeties in front of him with Eric Weddle and, and Tony Jefferson. But he'll be able to learn from those guys and hopefully find a role somewhere on that team. And Eric's all right. They, I mean, the, the Ravens place a ton of emphasis on special teams. And so if he's able to find a niche in, in special teams, he'll make that roster. 119 days away from BYU at Arizona in Tucson. Are we doing a countdown right now? We did earlier. We did it. I'm yeah. going to that game, by the way. Yeah. Can you can you shed any light on how to beat Arizona to open a season? You've uh, done it before. You've done it before. 7-0-7. I did. I had a touchdown in that game. My first touchdown ever. No, I take that back. Darn it. It's not my touchdown. It was my first touchdown back from my mission. Yeah, you had one before you mission. I had two before my mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a freshman, I forgot about that. I, I blocked those years Who's out. Who's counting? You are. <laughs> you blocked 04 out? Yeah. The BYU football apostasy? 2004. It just yeah. feels like so long ago. It was like almost two decades ago. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, listen, Arizona's. it's always tough. Pac-12 or what are they, Pac-12? Yeah, mm-hmm. Pac-12. I almost said Pac-14 now. They keep growing. That's the hope, Probably right? Probably will yeah, be. Yeah, I know, right? Um. You know, they're always going to be tough. They just changed coaches recently, didn't they? Yes, Kevin Sumlin's the new head coach. Sumlin, yeah, so the, so from, from Texas A&M. I mean, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be a good team. It's going to be a tough tough match, especially there. So we'll have our work cut out for us. Dennis, enjoy your ice cream. Always a pleasure to Thank talk you. to you. I'm still friend. debating. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm going down that sugar train yet. Okay. Can you do a pregame interview on Countdown to kick off? I would love to. Okay, okay we're planning it. It's it. Mark it down. Yeah. I know the producer. Right, we'll, we'll line it up. Let's do it. Yeah. Or you can just host with whoever the road reporter is, Dennis, and do that too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dennis. Hey, th- guys, thanks it was for a coming. Pleasure. On. It was great to see. <laughs> you. Let's do this more often. It was mostly great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know you were excited to see me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Take, would you like to lead us off to break? I yes, I- coming up. <laughs> native me, son of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, Lee Kamard's coming up. Go ahead. Tease Lee Kamard up next. I was just talking to Lee. Great guy. New assistant basketball coach. There you go. That's next on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> we have seven more seconds if you, you want to film. I'm going to eat my ice cream. We got seven. Well, I'll watch you guys. you got to carry us to break better next time. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, the Cougar softball team plays a doubleheader at San Diego. Then next week... Plays a crucial conference championship determining series against LMU. Watch all three games of that series on BYU TV starting Friday at 7 Eastern. We are live from the Studio AZ today, special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton alongside the one and only Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYU SN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. But because this is a Saturday special, you can get it on demand. Absolutely. There's always a podcast. I talk to people, hey, I listen to you on the way home from work or whatever. And I said, you should listen to it on half speed. It's hilarious. It is. We've done that before in it's our office really together. Funny. We and, sound uh, like yeah. idiots. And next level Unlike humor. normal. <laughs> next level humor. A man who typically does not sound like an idiot. Jason Shepard no. is standing by with his next outstanding guest here at the Fan Fest. Jason? Yeah, with the Shine Hill from Gymnastics, who, by the way, is from Las Vegas. So I would assume... The heat that we're experiencing today is no big deal to you, right? Oh, not at all. This is, <laughs> this is what I live in. <laughs> all right, so now this is your second. Speaking of Vegas, the first Fan Fest that you were at was in Vegas. But obviously, as we mentioned, that's where you're from. So this is your second Fan Fest that you're at. What are these like for you to come to? Oh, I love it. I love the BYU fans. They're, they're honestly amazing. And like I said last time, they're, like, they're the best fans in the nation, in my opinion. And um, I just love how excited they all get because I'm, I'm a huge Cougar fan. And... I just, I love it. They're so awesome. As we were waiting for the interview, I was watching you interact with all these 
young girls that are coming up and they're in awe of what you do and they want to do just the exact same thing that you do. I noticed when you sign your autographs, you, you sign to, the, to whoever it is and then dream big. Why, why do you say that? Why is that important for you to let them know to dream big? Um, I I love that saying. I remember Nastia Lukin actually signed me a poster and say, saying dream big. And ever since then, um, it's really impacted my life. And, you know, there's no limit to where, where you can dream and your goals. So I, I always write that on their posters because I want them to know, like, and feel what I felt when I was that little girl, just like they're at right now, and um, that they can be college gymnasts, even Olympians someday if they really want. With the season over now, when you look back on this past season, what stands out to you? This past season was seriously the awesome, like so awesome. I, um, I don't, I, I can't imagine anything could have gone like even better because you know being a, going into my senior year, I've I've experienced you know with our new coaches coming in my freshman year. It's just been awesome to see like the transformation that's happened with this team and everyone comes in working hard. Um, we push each other to the limit in the gym to be able to make those lineups and um, being ranked nationally 17th is just amazing going from like 30 in the 30s to 17 is just it's it's awesome it feels great well cheyenne great stuff thank you so much for taking a few minutes and we'll let you get back to the people thanks thank you so much guys thank you jason and cheyenne what a great story nastia lucan signs something for her that says dream big and she carries that on for the fans here at the fan fest she joined us in vegas by the way last year she's great and uh ryan shoop and the rubber band actually have a song called dream big that i really like it's awesome Check it out. Really cool stuff. All right, Jason Shepard will have more uh, from amongst the crowd. Right now, we welcome Lee Kamard to our set here in Mesa. A native son of Mesa. Lee's from Mesa. One of the guys. <laughs> What's up, Mesa. Lee? What's it like to be well, back right, here? Guys, this is my neighborhood right here, so respect it. <laughs> we do respect it. This is, Lee played pickup, not outside nearby because it's <laughs> have too we, hot. Have we behaved ourselves thus far you guys are appropriately? Doing a great job. Great okay. job. All right. Are you right. shocked at all by this turnout? Another great fan fest. I am shocked. I saw the video from the Idaho thing, so I kind of knew that it was going to be like this, but still impressed. What's your activity of choice in triple-digit heat? <laughs> you do everything in the summer, and it always ends in the pool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody's got a pool. It's awesome. Describe to us what it was like to grow up in Mesa here. Mesa's a great place, a high Mormon-populated area, uh, probably similar to Maybe not Provo, but some of the other cities in Utah, and just a good time. I mean, growing up a few miles down the road and with all my family and friends around, it's, it's, it's special here. We've experienced a little bit of the Mountain View versus Mesa High School <laughs> rivalry. For those that aren't aware of what that's like, explain that dynamic to them here. Well, it's not Mountain View. It's Lindsey and Brown to some of us. That's where Mountain View is. That's the, sh- the crossroads that they are located. So there's only Mesa High, if you ask me. So <laughs> yeah. you can you can tell Max that and a few of the guys. Peyton John Nash, Beck, exactly. Tell all those guys. What did you say, Lindsey and Brown? Yeah, it's like the nickname of the rivalry. That's sort of. that's, that's just that's where they're located. That's where they're located. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Highland is in the area too, and I know yeah. Austin Ainge was sort of around the same time as you, your teammate, right? How did Com- that dynamic work? Compared to Mesa, Highland's irrelevant, so it's all right. <laughs> Yeah. I like the competitive juices of Lee Kamard coming out. Because yeah. the last interview we did with you was like, oh, I'm the new assistant coach. <laughs> and here it's like, you're in my hood, man. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, there have been a lot of, uh, and you mentioned some of them, really, really great BYU athletes come from this this part. Maybe it's because there's a high Mormon population, but what is it about this area that has yielded so many good athletes? 
Uh, to BYU. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of good players. I already mentioned Max, Peyton. You had Steven Rogers on the basketball team. Chelsea Goodman, volleyball. John Beck, Ch- Chelsea's from here. Oh, there's not too many of us from the, the real high school in the city. But, uh, you know, there are more to choose from. And uh, just the competitive nature of the city, and, and I think that's a big part of it. Since we last talked with you, like right after it was announced that you were officially the new <laughs> assistant coach uh, to Dave Rose, what are some of the things that you've gone through and done over the past few weeks? Well, a lot of HR stuff for the first few days, and then you know just getting to know a lot of people. I can officially start talking to, to coaches and to potential recruits and, and all that. So I've already started that process, and um, it, it's been good. Me, me and some of the guys on the staff have kind of sat down. He's gone, and so it's... Hey, what do we want next season to look like? That kind of stuff is going on. Have you solidified your office now that he's moved out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's finally got his stuff, um, and he brought back the computer that he was trying to steal. <laughs> but, but, but I didn't know this, but the nameplate changed, and so I'm official. You're official, man, yeah. when that happens. Has it set in? I'm an assistant coach at BYU. Has that set in for you? The first few days, it was exciting. You know, everybody congratulating me and stuff like that. But now... I'm feeling the weight of, you know, being a recruiter and also we got to win games, you know, as a staff, that's what we have to do. And so there is some uh, pressure a little bit. How long will it take to develop, okay, what offense are we running? What defense are we running? Because those were a lot of kind of, Heath had a big injection of influence in that, right? Well, a lot of it, I mean, during the hiring process, because I was still with the staff, we we had little side conversations of what we kind of, ideally would want from next year right and now that i'm official we've had you know formal meetings where we're talking offense we're talking defense and a lot of it will be similar but there will be tweaks you know it's just part of the game we're up tempo there will be some tempo for sure okay I like that. I like Lee Kamard and the word tempo. Yeah. Good things happened. Uh, we got to wrap up, but I do want to get a question in about Gavin Baxter, who just returned from his mission. What can you tell us about what Gavin brings to BYU basketball? So the, the good thing about Gavin, he hadn't even been released yet. His dad was still his companion, and he was in our annex, you know, getting shots up and working wow. on his game. So, yeah. like, the day he got back. He, he looks great, yeah. The day he got back. And, he looks uh, bigger. Did he? Is he taller now? Uh, I don't believe he's taller. He's, he's gained a few, but he looks great. Like, he doesn't look like a return missionary, and uh, which is maybe a good thing sometimes, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but, but he looks good, and the guy likes to be in the gym, so that's all you can ask for. Let's bring one of these elders out from the Phoenix Mission just to compare. <laughs> just kidding. Lee, thanks yeah. for the time, man. It's thanks. great to be in, your, you. in your hood. Enjoy and, my city. And the entire Camard family. At the, yeah, at the, yes. yeah, the Everyone's here. At the corner of Lindsey and Brown. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't go there. Gilbert and Southern. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lee. Yep. Hey, great to have you. Coming up, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes joins us next hour. How much work does the mm-hmm. offense need to play two hours away from here on September 1st? Yeah, he's been recruiting down here. How are the offseason recruiting trips going for Mr. Grimes and company? We're going to talk to him. BYU Sports Nation live from the Arizona Fan Fest continues right after this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Mesa, Arizona at the Arizona Fan Fest. Jason Shepard is standing by with one of the stars from women's soccer. Jason? Right here with Elise Flake, and this is what I love about Elise. I was, I was asking her, so you had five goals last year, and that was an increase from the previous year, so can we expect ten? And she's like, absolutely. You expect to, to do more than that, right? Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. We have lots of new attacking players coming in as freshmen, so it'll be kind of 
different, but I'm super excited. Get some goals up there. So what? this is your second Fan Fest. You were in California last year, so this is number two for you. What is this experience like to you to be uh, amongst the fans? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, me and my teammate Cass were just talking about how cool it is to have BYU fans everywhere in California and down here, and it's just so cool to have so many people come out. It's awesome. Thanks for taking a few minutes. We'll let you get back to signing some autographs. Thanks, Elise. Thanks, Jason. Guys, back to you. All right, Elise Flake went from one goal to five goals last season. I expect another 500% increase. So 25? Exactly. Coming up in hour number two, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. BYU baseball starts on BYU Radio right now. We will continue with the FanFest on BYU TV. Kalani Satake will join us as well. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from the BYU Fan Fest in Mesa, Arizona, here's your host, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation continues live from the Arizona Fan Fest in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Pioneer Park. Thousands of BYU fans have made their way out. Heat or not, they are ready to show their BYU fandom, meeting players, autographs, food, merchandise. Dude, it's where the amazing. Cougar Tales are or where the BYU fans are going to be, Cosmo, Mo Longi, Kalani Satake, this is a fun event, man. And it is hot today, but that does not matter. to These people live here. They know what's up. It's 100 every day from April to November. Come on. Massive effort from BYU alumni, the Arizona chapter, BYU Broadcasting, BYU Athletics, and all of you across BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, our third member out among the people is Jason Shepard, and he's tracked down BYU linebacker, now moved back from defensive line, Sione Takitaki. That's right. I'll ask him about the position change in just a second, but I want to talk to the jet setter. You were in Harlem just a couple of days ago. Now you're in Arizona. What's this like crisscrossing the country? Oh, yeah, man. It's been, uh, it's been crazy, you know, going back to Utah and coming back to Arizona, but it's been a, it's been a good feel, you know, to be around uh, BYU fans and uh, going out to Harlem and helping out kids. So, uh you know, if it's in a good cause, I'm all down for it. Well, and you're, you, like you said, you're experiencing what it's like to be around BYU fans, not just at a fan fest like this, but going to Harlem, anywhere you guys play, it's that way. What, what is so special about BYU fans and the way they support the program? Um, I feel that it's special because um, it ties back to the church, and, and uh, the church is everywhere. So I feel like when we have stuff like this in um, Arizona, the churches here are strong, so BYU folks are going to come out here and support us. And then um, even if it, we would have one in Europe, you know, there would be Mormon fans there too. So I think it's, uh, it's just something special. It's just bigger than, uh, than, than sports. What's the experience been like today? You've had, obviously, you know, everybody wants your, your autograph and a selfie. What's it been like? It's, it's been good. It's been, uh, I want to say, tiring, but it's uh, actually, yeah, it's been kind of tiring. Uh, it's a little hot out here, but... Uh, you know, they've been keeping us uh, well hydrated, and uh, they got food coming, so it's been a good time, to be honest. I do want to ask you about the position switch. Last year you were on the defensive line. Now you're a linebacker. You went through spring that way. W- what's the position change been like for you, and how excited are you about that? Um, I'm really excited, actually, to go be, be going back to linebacker. Um, but, yeah, playing DN last year was just a, it was a new position for me just because uh, I had to actually play up front and uh, hold blocks and things like that, and I'm more kind of a, you know, kind of more smooth, kind of playing for depth, from depth, and uh, so I'm excited to go back to linebacker and um, show Cougar Nation what I could do, you know, at the LB position. All right, well, uh, we'll let you get back to the fans. Siona, you're the man. Appreciate the time. All right, thank you, Chef. 
Guys, back to you. Sione Takitaki with Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the desk. And we are now welcoming on the offensive coordinator of the BYU football Cougars, taking over in his first year. He's not new to the program per se, but uh, new in charge of the offense, Coach Jeff Grimes. Coach, great to have you with us again. Jeff? Hey, great to be here. What's going on, fellas? Well, just, I, just staying in the shade, trying yeah, to uh, yeah. stay cool. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good to be out of the sun. I was out there <laughs> talking to some people. and What a great event today, huh? Yeah, what do you think of the turnouts uh, when you see this? I know you've been on some big-name programs, but when you come to Mesa, Arizona, and you see this BYU turnout, what goes through your mind? Well, it's a different thing. you know. Um, our presence here is strong in this state, and um, you know, I knew that from my time before, but I've got some familiarity with this area as well. I coached at Arizona State for three years, and so – um, it, it's been fun for me to, to, to be here. I've actually been here recruiting um, for half of this week and spent some time uh, going out and seeing high school kids and coaches. And, and, and it's fun because I know some of these guys from my time at Arizona State, but also um, seeing the, um, the presence that BYU has here is pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say we, we heard earlier that you were uh, down here recruiting. Uh, I've had a little bit more time to acclimate to the weather per se. Um, what, how is recruiting going? What, uh, what has that uh, trip been like for you this time around? It's been great. And, and again, um, you know, BYU has a presence everywhere to some extent, but some places stronger than others. And I think other than in the state of Utah, this is one of the places where I've, where I've um, sensed um, a real warm welcome from the people in the community and, and the coaches and, and some, of the, some of the kids that I've gone to look at. What are some of the uh, top questions that uh, recruits have for you or about BYU at this point when you recruit? Um, often they'll ask what kind of offense. Same as media, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the quarterback, coach? What offense your, are you running? What, what do you your, say, Jeff? What's your offense going to look like? <laughs> I give them the same answer. I, well, I may give them a little bit more. Yeah. Now, okay. of course, it depends what position they play, right? True. True. <laughs> so. and, and this is a place that has produced some great players. When you were at BYU, John Beck was a Mountain View Toro here and whatnot. Gunnar Romney is signed. He's from the area, uh, you know, and, of course, his brother Baylor and whatnot. So for some reason, and it probably has to do with the amount of Mormons in here, but this is kind of a, a, a fruitful land of potential BYU players, right? I think so, too. Yeah, I really do. If you look back at, at the history of those guys, John and Max, lot, lots of guys, and, and um, I think certainly the LDS presence here obviously is where that starts, but I think also the proximity is something that works for us. And um, there are people that I think in, in Arizona have, have um, a, a certain awareness of what Utah is like, and it doesn't seem too foreign to them, um, as opposed to some places that are a little further away. You know, like, like Texas is a place that I've recruited most of my career because that's where I'm from. And when I when I go to Texas and you talk to people about about the why and, and coming to Utah, they just don't have the, the same frame of reference. And so I think the I think all those things um, should make it an area that's really profitable for us. I think we are, what, five months into you taking the offensive coordinator job or something like that. What's been the biggest challenge that you have faced thus far? That's a great question. Um, Finally, a good one. Yeah. I know. It's about, it's about time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know what? There, there, haven't been, um, there haven't been any real difficulties. Um, our players, um, I, well, I back up. Um, hiring the staff um, um, was something that, that um, was very important to me right off the bat, and that happened in pretty short order other than, other than A.J. Stewart 
took that took us a little bit longer than I anticipated to get him in here. But I said when we were going through the process, I felt like it was worth it to take our time and get the right guy. And now that he's with us, I have absolutely no question he's the right guy. And so um, that took a little longer than I anticipated, but it wasn't real difficult. And then and then the players have been awesome all along the way. Those guys have worked really hard. They've bought into everything we've asked them to do. And I think um, given last year, I came at a time when the players are really hungry and are unbelievably eager to do what we're asking them to do. So I, I, don't, I guess, honestly, the only challenge I face is being away from my family. You know, that's that's been the only personal hardship for me is them being back in Louisiana. And, and my, I've got a daughter who's a senior in high school or else they'd already be out here. Wow. Um, so we're waiting for, for her to graduate and then they'll move out in June. But Kalani's been great. I've been home every every week or two to, to go see them on the weekends. Well, hopefully you can tap into the football team to help uh, move some furniture around uh, I think when that happens. I think I could find some help. <laughs> the O-line can come in, yeah. <laughs> All right, after spring ball, a lot of quarterbacks in the mix. Do you feel like you're closer to whittling it down to maybe a more realistic group who will compete for the starting job? Um, yes, I think we are. Um, no, I'm not ready to talk about it, <laughs> but I, I think we are. But what's even more encouraging is the fact that um, the way the position has progressed. Um, A-Rod has done a phenomenal job coaching them, their knowledge of the system, their ability to um, take command of the offense, and, and some of the things that we do um, can be quite lengthy huddle calls, which is sometimes not friendly to a young guy in a new system. Um, so he's done a tremendous job just teaching them the offense, teaching them how to go through their progression, get the ball out of their hands quickly. And the positive is, um, you know, honestly, when I took the job, I wasn't real sure what we had at that position. Right now I feel confident that we're going to have um, at least one guy and probably more than that that we can win games with. Jaron Hall just returned from his two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and uh, a video was posted of him working, and people got excited about that to see his athleticism and his build and how he's grown. Uh, what can you tell us about Jaron Hall and what he brings to the quarterback room? Uh, you know, I just I don't know a whole lot, honestly, um, but I know he's a guy that will add to the mix, and I know he's an athletic guy that, that can run and throw. So looking forward to working with him. Uh, where did the offense improve the most during spring ball, in your opinion? Uh, culture, mindset, um, willingness to work and play um, physical, hard-nosed football at every position, whether it's um, the receivers blocking downfield. Obviously, it starts with the O-line and the tight ends, running backs, running physical, quarterbacks not being afraid to stand in the pocket, take a hit, deliver the football on time. And so I think just developing the – the mindset that that we want to play with which is a, a tough aggressive brand of football and i think i think we made a lot of progress there what's the biggest difference that you've noticed from the first time you were at byu uh, from 2004 to 2006 now to a little more than a decade later in terms of that culture and that atmosphere now with uh, having worked with gary croton and bronco mendenhall and now kalani satake um well you know each head coach that you work for has a little different um, style, different things that they emphasize, and, and everyone has to coach within his own personality, or else it just doesn't work. It doesn't good do any good to try to to be someone that you're not. And I, and I absolutely love Kalani, and um, and his his um, leadership of the program has been phenomenal since I've been here. Um, 
but I really see more similarities than I do contrast. You know, the, the similarity is that we have the same kind of kids that we had when I was here a dozen years ago. Kids that, that want to work hard, are more mature than most college kids, and are willing to be coached and will allow you to coach them hard and be very demanding. And that part hasn't changed. The names on the back of the jerseys have, but it's the same kids. At BYU and everywhere, you like to talk about the quarterback the most. We didn't talk about the running backs as much. Is that a uh, we're going to use you know as many guys as we need approach, or do you want it to be kind of a smaller group that you trust more? Um, well, I'd like to say that we trust all of our players um, and that you can play a lot of guys and allow them to fill different roles because some guys are, are better at certain things than others at that position in particular. Um, but I think think if we i'll say it this way if we have one guy that is clearly the best guy then you'll notice that when we when we play (laughs) here in arizona in a few months uh, because he'll get the majority of the reps if um, we have a number of guys who continue to progress and show worthiness then we'll play a number of guys and i don't mind going running back by committee if we need to do that because i do think we have some guys who have who have different skill sets and there hasn't been one guy that has stepped out enough to say that's my job yet. And I don't think that's a bad thing. A lot of people, sure. a lot of people are uncomfortable, coaches included, with competition lingering and with there being uncertainty at certain positions. But I feel just the opposite because competition makes everyone better. And human nature in any endeavor is, is something that tends to relax um, when when you've achieved a certain level of success and by the opposite, when you have to step out there and prove yourself every day, competitors, true competitors will rise to the moment. And I think the competition that we've got going on at, at quarterback, at running back, as we've talked about, but some other positions as well is a positive. You've just motivated us. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Are you ready to rise to the top? I'm ready to rise to the top like these strawberries did. We're not good for much right now, Coach, but we're we're motivated by your presence. All right. I'm buying it. We appreciate uh, your focus and your dedication and uh, the discipline that you brought to the program. We're all excited. I am, too. Thanks a lot, guys. You got it. The offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, with us on BYU Sports Nation from the Fan Fest. The head coach, Kalani Satake, is going to join us next. Spring ball happened. There's a new offense. There's who's the quarterback? What's going on? There's some unanswered questions, but that's exciting. And BYU's playing two hours away from here in the opener, baby. Typically, they have fared well. Hey, in the Kalani Stock area, when they play Arizona first, it's gone well. It has gone well. Head coach joins us next.